Hi, Claudia. Hi, Kitty. Oh, it's lovely to be back, isn't it? I know. I'm so happy to be back. And we've had so many messages from our listeners all over the world. Can you believe it now, Kitty? We are global. I know. I can't believe it. Our listeners from all over the world has been asking us, when are we coming back? So here we are. We are back with a burst of happiness. Yes, Claudia and I have decided to bring you some themed monthly episodes built around the letters and dares that we've already explored in the series so far. For those of you who are new to And Happiness, I am Kitty Newman. I'm director of Trapeze Media, a creative digital marketing agency which explores how we can create happy social media. And I'm Claudia Mitura. I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist with a purpose to boost happiness at work. We already have a whole alphabet of happiness for you to consume through your ear holes, starting with acceptance all the way through to zest. So feel free to go back and listen to those once you finish with this burst of happiness. Each episode, we dared ourselves and our listeners to live each weekly topic themselves. And we'd explore through psychological research and science-based evidence how it affected our own happiness. So this first best of happiness, Kitty, we are looking at goal setting. It's just then 2021 and in the new year people are setting all sorts of goals, intentions and we'll be discussing how acceptance, boundaries, courage and dreams are required to ensure setting happy goals. So 2021 Claudia, goal setting, intentions, the phrase new year, new you comes to mind. Absolutely. We heard that phrase all over the internet, I think, and on social media. And you know, Kitty, I'm definitely a planner. I love some good goal setting and a bloody good spreadsheet with what's going to happen next year. (laughs) But I must say, I feel a little bit uncertain about goal setting in 2021 simply because we had such a roller coaster last year and things are changing every week that I feel a little bit hesitant to be launching back into this smart KPI goal setting Mm. structure again. Mm. It feels like you make a plan one day and the next day it's whipped from under your feet no control. It sometimes feels like, is this a phrase I can put on the podcast? It feels like pissing in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that phrase? No, and I'm not sure I want to. I don't know if if it translates very well in Polish, but for me, goal setting in 2021 is like pissing in the wind. Kitty, would you mind expanding a little bit more on that impression for us, please? In that it's just, it feels in some cases pointless when I think about the goals I would have had in any normal year of traveling, of seeing people, building relationships, really kind of climbing ladders and setting these kind of goals that would require the world to be functioning as I know it to function usually. So I've definitely Mm -hmm. had to 
recalibrate my approach to my intentions and goal setting for this year to make them work within what's quite limiting circumstances Mm -hmm. love it how much more meaty juicy content you gave us and how much is hidden behind that simple phrase of what did you say pissing in the wind yeah I have exactly the kind of the same feelings and impressions and you'll be interested to know that Evernote conducted a survey on goal setting for 2021 and they did indeed confirm that we are approaching New Year's resolutions quite differently this year. So as much as many of us are still planning to make the resolutions, health-related goals are the priority. Mm. And only half of their sample who took part in the survey actually believe that they are able to achieve all of their New Year's resolutions. Again, because of that aspects of external circumstances. That doesn't surprise me at all. And on one hand, I was also like yourself, you know, well, that's not really surprising. But I also felt optimistic that people are still looking into setting goals. Mm. I think that's that's really good. Despite the unknowns of 2021, I think the set, setting goals can still bring us some great value. How do you feel about that? I felt like in January when the turn of the year came if I hadn't put in some plans of how I could feel good this year I would have ended up with nothing whereas in years before I may not have set a goal but stuff would have still happened around me at the moment I feel like you have to actually work quite hard to make things happen for yourself and by setting those goals yeah you had to rethink them But actually, if I didn't set any of those goals, stuff isn't going to happen around me so much. So it's definitely motivational and like important to have done to kind of look at the next year without the without too much of a pessimistic outlook. I love that, Kitty. I really do, because positive psychology confirms that the goal setting can bring us this level of autonomy, that we are still making certain choices Mm. in our life. We can get that feeling of still looking forward towards the future to really help us to sustain that happiness. And we also know from the research on resilience that people who have higher level of resilience, they will have this future focus that allows them to keep planning for the future, even if times are challenging and unpredictable. Mm. So I think the bottom line is we may be feeling uncertain, but let's not give up on goal setting um, because of that uncertainty. I think we just need a bit more flexible approach towards goal setting. Mm. So our there was to really reflect on the key learnings from acceptance, boundaries, courage and dreams and think, okay, how we can use those learnings to help us to find that more flexible formula on goal setting. So how did it go for you, Kitty? Oh, so good. It's so amazing how these things come together for us. Like, it's like we plan them in advance, but acceptance, boundaries, courage and dreams really fit this new approach to goal settings so for me acceptance was a massive one in years previous I'd set myself quite specific fitness goals for example with gyms shut 
with no classes to go to. I can't go do aerial where I would normally go and train aerial. And I'd be usually setting myself like performance goals or like I wanted to go on a handstand workshop last year for two weeks, etc., etc., etc. So this year I've had to really listen to the learnings we made in acceptance to accept that those goals are not going to be possible this year. But once I'd sort of settled with that, those things are on hold, they're not over, refocus onto something else. And it's opened up a whole new space for me to work in. So now I've got home workouts where I'm focusing on like my back, all these these parts of me that I wouldn't have before. And I've refocused my goals it took me a while to kind of be like, oh, we're still not, I'm still not going to be able to go to aerial classes. But actually accepting that and then looking for something new to set has been really good. Acceptance is a massive one at the moment for everything. All planning. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I think acceptance is definitely a winner in this entire planning situation. And I like how you applied it to idea of putting certain goals on hold and being flexible with that and being okay with that. I've applied the learnings from acceptance into the fact that my plans are keep changing. Mm. And really, rather than concentrating and getting frustrated with that change, I'm trying to concentrate on what I can control. And I started to be very uh, inspired by the additional work that I found by a, a Rafael Santandreu, who is a very influential cognitive behavioral therapist and researcher. And he argues that we can be happy in any circumstances because we always can concentrate on adding value or doing something meaningful for us and other people. And I found it so inspirational in the aspect of acceptance when things are uncertain and we need to accept so much, so much Mm. change, so much change in our plans. And I just like this idea of, you know what, I'm going to accept reality as it is and I'm going to concentrate on doing something meaningful and adding value to myself and to other people within the limitations I currently have. Yeah, wow, that's great. And also thinking about the other people within that too. I mean, that's just a really nice little approach to life generally, isn't it? That That's lovely. Yes, I really, I I found that really, really inspiring. Mm. So acceptance, obviously, definitely a winner. What else did you learn from potentially boundaries, courage or dreams that really resonated with you? I've been sort of categorising my intentions for this year. So work, health, relationships and the work goal. Last year, we were in a mad scrabble to make sure we survived. And we worked so hard. And when January was round the corner, I was nervous that we would end up back in that mad scrabble again. And I didn't want that. It didn't, it filled me with dread, the idea of that happening again. I'm really pleased we did it because it made us push things. We pushed things really hard and we've gone and achieved a lot of really good stuff. But this year, I do not want that for anybody in the company and myself. And so boundaries and courage combined have been some of the driving learnings 
to encourage me to step up in what I push back on with clients. So we will be reissuing contracts with more clarity. And I think having learned from the boundaries episode is communication. I remember we were talking about communication always being the best thing. You, I always feel nervous about those sorts of conversations. But once you have those conversations, everything is fine. And so I know there's my resilience to be brave and courageous. It's like I've gone through that process, built the resilience to be able to put that those boundaries forward and have that conversation to make sure that this working year is better for everybody in it so me all the guys that work for for trapeze media the freelancers and ultimately happier to work within that environment so those have been huge i really love how you combine boundaries and courage together because you're right we do need courage to actually put boundaries and create Mm. time and space and energy for our goals so i think that's wonderful how you combine that and how you've applied that to really look after your team. That's so inspirational. That is inspirational leadership, Kitty. Yay! (laughs) I try to apply courage more towards managing my fear in the sense of thinking about and planning my life after this is over. Mm. Because I feel quite nervous to try think about the after. I think it comes from the fact that I don't want to get disappointed and I also don't know when the after is. But I think realistically speaking, we can assume that there will be after because... We know that there have been other global pandemics in the world and previously, and they did finish. I mean, my goodness, they have been worse in beforehand and they finish at some point. So I think there is some kind of end at some point. So I just wanted to apply the courage more towards after this is over, what I would like to be the truth for me. Mm. For instance, I would like to have lots of time to give to my friends and all the people I haven't seen and go and visit my family and spend there lots of time Mm. because I haven't seen them. But in order for that to happen, I have lots of projects that I started. So now is a great time to finish them. So when the after comes, I'm ready to give my time to other people. Oh, I love it. And that gave me lots of like positive energy. But I did need to be a bit courageous to think about it like that because I felt lots of fear towards what could be the after. Yeah, I've been resistant to thinking about too far ahead completely. And I'm just thinking day to day. I sort of start getting excited about holiday. I was speaking to somebody about some work in um, Kenya, actually. And I was like, oh my gosh, imagine I've got to go on a work trip to Kenya. And then I was like, (laughs) no, no, don't do that. Don't start daydreaming about going to Kenya. So I completely understand your initial nervousness is about thinking too far ahead and getting excited about the future you backward engineered it and now you can get on with this work because you've got that excited feeling about making you're making time for your future self aren't you yes exactly this concept is very interesting and it actually comes from the research on resilience because as i already mentioned if you want to boost your resilience you need to really have a 
perspective that concentrate on the future and have something to look forward. And I think with this idea of simply finishing this sentence, after this is over, what I would like to be true is, and you fill the gap, I think that gives you a little bit more purposeful plan for the during, which doesn't seem that exciting. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. My final one, Kitty, is about dreams. I don't know, have you had any learnings from that episode? Well, I I just remember what you were saying at the end of dreams, which was a huge revelation around who do you want to be. And dreams has been a, the toughest of all four because I do know to a certain extent who I want to be. I don't know the actions to take yet to be that. And I've started making... I've started really pushing myself to make those changes. So I want to be giving a lot more back to the communities that I'm in. And I want the business to have a clearer purpose. So we've signed up to this charity um, program called Buy One, Give One. So every time that we make a sale, we give something to one of their charities. But these feel like small steps to the this bigger dream and I think the dream, maybe a bit because of what you have pushed forward with the courageous element, it is still a little bit of a nervousness about planning too far or like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to be able to give back to the community? I can do that through work, but from my own personal actions, I'm actually finding that difficult, actually. So dreams was a hard one for me. Mm Mm-hmm. I still love your amazing approach in terms of um, giving back to community, having such a nice purpose that you're concentrating on. I think that that is amazing. For me, the dreams were quite powerful because I've been definitely a doer in my life for a very long time. And this idea of being a better person and more setting intentions rather than maybe smart goals was very, Mm. very uplifting for me. And I think even you saying, well, you found it quite difficult. I think even from what you're describing now, it's very purpose driven and very, you know, I want to be a better, become a better person in one way or another. So I think, I think you're applying it amazingly. Mm. Okay, then. (laughs) But maybe it's just because it it doesn't feel easy at the moment that it does feel tough no one said it should be easy kitty (laughs) no (laughs) this podcast is not about easy (laughs) none of those there's are easy i'm sorry if i'm spoiling the podcast for people but they are quite complex and um, yeah quite challenging at times what i wanted to say in relation to dreams is actually i've listened to a james clear speaking about his new book called atomic habits And he actually really spoke how this idea of becoming a better person can help us to build and sustain our habits more effectively and successfully. So he spoke about identity-based habits rather than outcome-based habits. So what he means, and you already mentioned kind of being fit, and we already know from Evernote that people really concentrating on their health. Mm. So he actually gave an example of losing weight. 
So he said that in an outcome-based habit, we would say, well, I want to lose weight. And we would say, how many kilograms, let's say. And we're going to say, well, I'm going to do that through, let's say, exercising three times a week. Just an example. But he says that in the identity-based habits, we would instead ask, what kind of person I need to become to lose that weight? And for instance, the answer could be, well, in order to lose that weight, I need to become a person that sticks to my exercise routine and never misses a workout. So let me work on that rather than on the direct outcome of losing the weight. So even if I have only five minutes today, I'm still going to do my workout because that's who I am as a person. I stick to my workouts. Mm. And he, in his book, demonstrates so many stories and research of people who, once they have this identity-based habits, are more likely to stick to that new routine. Mm. Even after the New Year resolution peak washes away, they are more likely to really sustain their habits. And I just found this, wow, that is so fascinating because that really ties in nicely with this idea that we spoke about, dreams of becoming a better person. Mm. That's amazing. It reminds me of, I, I, I didn't read this book when I stopped smoking. I actually just smoked so much that I found the whole thing just, just, disgusting um but Kitty people, Newman I didn't know you smoked I used to smoke but oh. people would say people say that if you want to stop smoking you just say oh I don't smoke I don't smoke but even though you know you really want one but I don't smoke and then you're saying I don't I don't I don't I and you're not the type of person you know that's not who you are anymore it's not I've quit or I'm trying to quit it's I don't smoke is that the sort of same thing since so like changing your whole approach to the type of person that you are. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of saying, well, I'm going to quit smoking, so I'm going to have less cigarettes per day, you're much more concentrating on who I need to become as a non-smoker, who I am as a non-smoker, and what is my identity as a person who doesn't smoke. Right, I skipped on my workout this morning. I wrote it all out last night and I put it out in the in the room and I got up that I got up 10 minutes later than I should have. And I was like, oh, that's too late to do the workout. I'm not going to do the workout. I'll do the workout tonight. So literally when we hang up from this call and before we got on this on this recording, Claudia, I was thinking, I'm so tired. I don't know if I want to do the workout. But now I'm going to say I'm the type of person that will do the workout, that will just start the workout. I'll always start the workout. That's the type of person I am. And then... I'll reframe my brain. Yes, let's try it and we see what's going to happen. But I I liked, I really like that idea. I think basing our habits, goals, intentions on our purpose, on our values can make them so much more meaningful and exciting for us mm. in the new 2021, even if it is so uncertain. Kitty, overall, how applying acceptance boundaries courage and dreams to your new goals made you feel so good I really think they're so relevant to setting goals in this current climate especially acceptance the others I think you probably need any year but acceptance is a huge one for this year 
Yes, I think definitely acceptance is a winner. And for me, the dreams one, becoming a better person is also something that I feel I can control. I can work on it anytime, despite of what's happening externally. And to be honest with you, that makes me happy. recommend going back and listening to acceptance boundaries courage and dreams refresh your approach just because it's the end of the month we're still going to be keeping those goals keeping those intentions and then we are going to be back again at the end of february with our second burst of happiness Our second burst of happiness will be all about relationships. So we're going to take learnings from the next few letters and tell you how have we applied them in our relationships. Because let's be honest, February, Valentine's Day. It's the month of love. No, (laughs) no, no. We'll be applying all our learnings from the previous episodes, Empathy, Freedom, Gratitude and Habits. And we'll see how those skills that we developed in those episodes can help us maintain happy relationships. I cannot wait. We would love to ask you guys out there one favour, just one thing that's going to make us so happy. And that is to just tell one friend to listen to And Happiness, any episode, whatever you think they're going to like the best. See you next month, and as always, we dare you to be happy. Bye! Bye.